Hey, you want to know the secret to consistently unlocking your most creative, brilliant self? Well, there's an ironic story at play here. So sit down in the yellow chair and let's get storyfied. Welcome to the Yellow Chair Podcast with X, where we deep dive into the stories that drive our lives. Okay, this is a big one because what would happen if you could consistently unlock and tap into your creative brilliance? How would that change your life? I'm guessing dramatically because within each and every one of us, and I believe this, there is a brilliancy, a bright light, the ability to create awesome shit that inspires not only us, but those around us, this world, and helps us to share our gifts and our stories. But if we don't know how to consistently tap into it, then it's just sitting inside of us. And I know so many creatives like myself who have all these ideas and all these things they want to do, but they seem to be paralyzed from putting it into the world and making it or shit happen. And the question is, why? Why? When you have this brilliance inside of you, you can't tap into it and actually use it. And it comes down to this very ironic truth. You see, creativity, which seems to be the ability to bring together all of these different things and arrange them in creative ways to make something new, is actually stifled by choice. Stifled by choice, meaning you're much better as a creative if you have three crayons instead of 300. Because there's this little unknown thing called a paradox of choice. You see, a psychologist back in 2000 did a study, right? That's called the jam study, where they went to a market and they put down 24 different jars of jam. And then the next day they came down, same market, and put down six different jars of jam. Now, you think about it, 24 varieties of flavors versus six. Which day did the best? Six, the six day or the six jars. And why? Because there is this paradox of choice where we have this decision paralysis. While choice is awesome to have, it can be paralyzing because there's just so many different things and so many different avenues to consider that the mind goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I choose this, I'm going to be wrong. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this and that and this and that? And we're stuck in this space, never truly tapping in to our creative brilliance. Or in the real world, we don't make choices that actually serve us because we're stuck analyzing, stuck in this paradox of choice. So the irony for you creatives out there or those who want to really tap into your creativity is that you have to learn how to shrink the number of choices in your life. You have to learn to be comfortable with boundaries and borders because when you do that, by limiting your choice, narrowing your attention, you ironically are able to tap into creativity, meaning to make choices quickly and then be able to move through the, the decision matrix and be far more creative. And here's what I mean by that. I'll go back to my own life. Back in the day, poor kid from Oakland, California, not a lot of food in the house, but a lot of hungry people. My brothers, I was there to take care of them, and friends would come over because they knew X was going to find a way to make something, something good. And you know what I did? I went into our pantry, right, which was bare and empty, but I found some a way, right? Like, like 
all right, all, all I got is this and these two seasonings and this. I'm about to combine this and make it happen. And I learned to cook. I learned to be creative. You ask anybody who has limited choices in terms of resources and things that they can tap into, and you will see a creative, brilliant mind at work. Now, fast forward, my kids who live a totally different life than I did growing up, they have an abundance of choices. Their refrigerator is full of food. The freezer in the garage is full of food. The pantry has every known thing known to man. And what do they do when they come to me? They say, Dad, I'm hungry. I'm like, what? You're hungry? Go make something. There's, there's nothing to make. And I, I, just, I just put my head in my hand going like, <laughs> that's the paradox of choice. Paralyzed because there's just such an abundance of choice that they don't make the decisions that are right there in front of them to make. So like I said, having three crayons in your box is better than having 300 at times. So how do we apply this and make this real in our life? I think you really have to embrace the idea that being consistent and our most creative comes down to two things, limiting our choices and then tapping into structure. Two things that seem to be polar opposites to being creative. But here's the deal. As I mentioned, limiting your choice actually allows you to tap into your creative faculties much better, much more efficiently, faster, quicker, and with more robustness because you have to figure out a way to make these limited choices work, unlocking your creative potential. But the secondary part of structure is another one that creatives tend to back away from. Structure is about putting in place the building blocks or the opportunities that allow you to use these limited choices in a consistent way. So you can have limited choices in your life at any given time and be creative in that moment. But if you don't have a structure in place that allows you to tap into this limited choice box with consistency, then you're going to do it once and be done. And creativity, one and done, doesn't work. Creativity expressed in our life and being useful is the function of being creative day in and day out with consistency. So the formula is, and write this down, limited choices plus structure equals maximum consistency and creativity. I see that in my life all the time, and I fought this as a young man. I didn't want structure. I didn't want organization. I didn't want three crayons in my box. I wanted 300. But guess what? I didn't draw shit. And probably the same for you. And when you break apart any creative, brilliant person who has been consistent and prolific with their work, you will find these two key things at play. Limited choices and structure. Now, you know, there's a couple of stories out there I could tell like, uh, who is it? Uh, Edison. We all know about Edison, right? Light bulb. Well, Edison had structure in his life. He is well known for taking these hour to two hour naps every single day. And he said it was to balance the intensity of his work. So that was his structure, right? It gave him structure. Intensity, nap, intensity, nap. And then he had these 9,000 experiments, right, around trying to figure out what to do to fix something. Could you imagine going through something 9,000 times and failing? How did you keep your mind engaged around this effort? Well, limited choices. 
right? The experiment was to change one variable and changing one variable, meaning limited box of crayons. He was able to figure out, right? What was not working, take that out of the box, put another crayon in, take that out of the box, put another crayon. In other words, he had structure and limited choices and his mind could focus. And the same for you and I. Uh, I read some recently uh, reviewing Steve Jobs' life, and he says something in a, one of his uh, famous speeches, and I'll read it here. Let me pull it out because I don't remember it word for word. But he said, remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Steve said that he prioritized this idea in his daily life. Every morning he would wake up and try and orient his life toward the things that mattered because he knew he would die. But what does that have to do with what we're talking about? It sounds brilliant, but what does it have to do? Well, his creativity, his limited choices, his box of crayons was significantly shrunk. Knowing that you are going to die and tend to orient yourself to the things that matter dramatically decreased his field of view. So now Steve Jobs could only see, or rather think, feel, and do in a very narrow subset of actions, of choices. And therefore, he was able to what? Be consistent. And because he had a structured process of waking up each morning and going through and remembering this, he had structure for that, 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 that creativity to be funneled into. So limited choices plus structure equals maximum consistency and creativity. And I'll give you one more story. Uh, and I just came in contact with this. It's, uh, my family and I were talking about uh, Maya Angelou and Langston Hughes. Uh, Langston Hughes is, is uh, one of my wife's uh, favorite poets, and she would read his work, you know, as a young child, and she was like, it was what got her through her tough times. You know, she's from Oakland, California, like myself. And uh, Langston Hughes was foundational to her development and the way she thinks. And one of my favorite quotes, quotes from Langston Hughes, if you want to check them out, is a dream deferred is a dream denied. But we're not only talking about Langston Hughes, but also Maya Angelou. And funny thing about Maya Angelou, everyone knows who Maya Angelou is. And if you doesn't, if you or you don't, Check her out. Definitely. She passed away not too long ago, but her work is prolific. Creativity through and through. Right. A star work. Right. She, she, she's brilliant by every measure of the word. But here's the thing. If you read about her and you, you look into some of her interviews, here's something I'm going to read that I, I learned about her. And it's fascinating. She says, talking about her structure, I usually get up at 530 and I'm ready to have my cup of coffee by six. Usually with my husband, he goes off to work around 6.30 and I go off to mine. I keep a hotel room in which I do my work, a tiny, mean room with just a bed, and sometimes if I can, in it, uh, a face basin. I keep a dictionary, a Bible, a deck of cards, and a bottle of sherry in the room. I try to get there around seven, and I work until two in the afternoon. If the work is going badly, I stay until 12.30. And check this. If it's going well, I'll stay as long as it's going well. It's lonely and marvelous at the same time. And when I when I read that, the most brilliant, creative poet and author of her time still relied 
on limited choices and structure. A bare hotel room with barely nothing in it that she would visit on a daily. Limited choices. All I can do is write and structure. Every single day, I stay there until 1230 at least. That's five hours every day. And if it's going well, I'll stay until it's not going well. Structure. The point I'm trying to make here is that your creativity and your consistency isn't going to be created in a vacuum. You have to create the conditions for you to be able to do that. And like, 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 I, like I've had to accept as I've matured, that comes down to accepting the paradox of choice or this diametrically opposed idea in our mind that to be creative, we have to limit our choices. And to be consistent, we need structure. Because those two things together allow us to take our creative brilliance and put it on display and to give it to the world. I'll leave you with this. Our mind is an attention machine. It never turns off. Even for the so-called gurus who go into meditative states, we can see through EEG machines that the mind is going a million miles a minute. When we sleep, the mind is going a million miles a minute. So attention is never the issue. It's intention, focusing where our attention goes. And by limiting our choice, we can give this, this machine, this powerful machine, a directive. Hey, I only want you to focus on these variables right here. And the mind goes, good. Okay, I only got to deal with these three things. These two things, good. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on that. And once you have that, you need to create consistency, meaning the opportunity through structure in your life to revisit that intention over and over and over again. And that's the key. When I've tried to make more money in my own business, it comes down to this. There are a thousand different things I could be doing in my business, but I found what is most effective is when I take one variable, one place to make money, and I double down on it. I give my intention to that variable, to that thing. Same thing with our clients. When we're trying to help them, there are a thousand things we could be doing. And the monkey mind wants to try to unravel all of them and is paralyzed by choice. But when we say, no, 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 let's focus on this one right here. This one right here. Let's give it our intention, not attention, our intention with focus and consistency, with structure for a month. And let's see what happens. It changes. The same thing when I'm working with people on losing weight or changing their life or I'm coaching or I'm consulting. It is funny what happens to our creative brilliance and our capacity to change our lives and be consistent when we follow this very simple formula. Limit the choices. Three crayons in the box, ironically, is better than 300. So as we close out this yellow chair, I challenge you to be your most creative and brilliant self with consistency, to share your gifts and your story with the world. Because when you do that, you'll not only be of more impact to yourself, but to all those you love and lead. And I believe full heartedly, that's why you're here, to share your gifts, to share your story. So let's go do it. Hey fam, thanks again for joining me in the yellow chair. I wanna invite you to go even deeper to take this to the next level by pulling out your phone and texting me at 800-425-2095. That's 
425-2095. That's my direct number. Type in the word yellow chair. And when you text me, you'll be joining my X Factor weekly insider community where I send out resources to help you to continue to storify your life and to lead your story. So don't miss that opportunity. 800-425-2095. Thanks again for joining me here in the yellow chair. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share these podcasts. We're trying to change 100 million people's lives and you're a part of that. So thank you again. And I see you in the next yellow chair. I'm out.